Hey there, theater lovers. It's me, Bryn. Today is our holiday episode. We're going to be talking about a really fun and short holiday play called You'll Be Merry or Else by Natalie Ann Valentine. This is also the last episode of 2020. I've been running some polls on the podcast's Instagram page to get you guys' opinions on what you want to see next year in what I am now calling season two of this podcast. Make sure you pop over there and let me know what you think. And now, this week's announcements. Vineyard Theatre is hosting an original cast reading of Brandon Jacobs Jenkins' play, Gloria, on January 19th. Tickets are $25 each, and you can reserve them on Vineyard Theatre's website. Ars Nova is hosting a virtual performance of Isaac Oliver's Lonely Christmas tonight at 7 p.m. Tickets are $10 and can be bought on Ars Nova's website. The Void Theatre is continuing their first season of Informed and Entertained with the third episode in the series called On Your Side by Juana Paral. It can be viewed for free on their YouTube channel. Hamlet Isn't Dead has a Hanukkah celebration on their Instagram page celebrating their artists. There are eight videos, one for each day of Hanukkah. They are completely free to watch and are a great way to get a little bite-sized amount of Shakespeare into your holiday. A reminder that Stay True Theater's performance of Make the Yuletide Gay is happening on December 20th at 6 p.m. Tickets are a minimum $15 donation, and you can get them at www.staytruetheatercompany.ticketleap.com. And now, just a little personal boost. One of my plays, Antidotal, was named a finalist for the Independent International Award for Improper Dramaturgy back in May. Despite not winning, the company that runs the contest will be performing a Russian translation of the play, in Russia, on January 13th. If anyone is interested in seeing it, I will be posting the recording on my website soon afterward. That's all for this week and the rest of this year. I hope I've given you some fun, festive theater to watch from the safety of your home. Speaking of festive, I think it's time to dive into the world of You'll Be Merry or Else by Natalie Ann Valentine. Natalie Ann Valentine is a playwright, actor, burlesque performer, mixed medium fiber artist, poet, and theater maker. Natalie has worked as a playwright in capacities both large and small with Caps Lock Theater, The Orchard Project's Liveness Lab, Incubator New Works Laboratory, Fractal Theater Collective, Longacre Leah, Pinky Swear Productions, Keegan Theater, Theater Alliance Convergence Theater, One Minute Play Festival, Rorschach Theater, Pointless Theater Company, Young Playwrights Theater, New Sass, Pussy Rep, Spitball Theater, The University of Maryland, the Kennedy Center's Page to Stage Festival and Playwright Intensive, and Terabang, Mobtown Players in Baltimore, Actors Theatre of Charlotte, North Carolina, as well as various high schools, universities, summer camps, and more. Natalie is a graduate of the University of Maryland College Park and returns each year to participate in their playwriting mentorship program. If you are looking for hopeful queer magic with a touch of melancholy, you're in the right place. And now, a short summary of You'll Be Merry or Else. 
it's the holiday party at Misery Loves Company, which goes just about as well as you might expect. Love could be in the air. Or is love deader than that fake mistletoe your boss insists is a cute decoration? This is a short play all about the holidays, love, expectations from family, and Santa breaking the fourth wall. It's fun, silly, and cute, while also being hopeful about the idea of finding love in a modern world of swiping. Misery Loves Company is a dating site like Tinder or Bumble, i.e. an app on your phone where you swipe left or right. Where the hell did this culture of swiping come from? Or actually, where did online dating come from in the first place? Well, the first online dating site was created in 1995. Can you guess which site it was? I'll give you a second. It was Match.com. Did you get it right? This started the online dating boom, which has continued until today. The introduction of online dating actually sparked a boom in interracial relationships, the National Academy of Sciences found. And the same can be said for same-sex or queer relationships. Nowadays, as much as 70% of queer people meet their partner online. This really started with the introduction of Grindr in 2009. And when Tinder was introduced in 2012, online dating truly became a norm, along with swiping, left or right. Online dating was the second most common way that couples met in 2019. It truly is no longer strange to say that you met your partner on the web. Another thing mentioned by the CEO character, Daisy, is the annoying thing that tends to happen at family holiday dinners where you're the only single attendee. Your family nagging you about getting a partner and or having kids. We've seen this trope analyzed backward and forward in every other holiday rom-com. Not to say I don't love it, because <laughs> I do. But it isn't exactly a new idea. Daisy uses this idea to create a new feature from the Misery Loves Company app, so that people can find holiday dates to bring home and then never talk to again. <laughs> Strange, isn't it? Well, the next time your mom or dad or nosy aunt asks when you're going to get a boyfriend or whatever, tell them that the average age of marriage in the U.S. is between 25 and 30 years old, and that number is only getting higher. You can also let them know that a quarter of people with uteruses in the U.S. who have children naturally don't have their first until they're 35, so they can get off your case. No need to create an elaborate... No need to create an elaborate ruse with a stranger or friend so you don't appear single. Unless the ruse is to seduce them. But then maybe just ask them out like a normal person instead. Okay, now that we know a little more about online dating and our single listeners have some statistics to shoo away nosy family members, it's time for our reading. This week, we have Jared Richardson back again to read the introductory monologue from You'll Be Merry or Else as James the Jolly Janitor. But first, a word from our sponsor. And now, Jared Richardson reading the opening monologue of You'll Be Merry or Else as James the Jolly Janitor. It is a yearly non-denominational winter holiday office party at Misery Loves Company. 
Hazel and June are in charge of setting up. Hazel is visibly nervous and also possibly visibly having visited the non-denominational Winter Holiday Office Party Punch, which has been well spiked this year. <laughs> but it hasn't been a happy few weeks here at Misery Loves Company. MLC is an online dating service for those who hate online dating, which is everyone. Except something funny has been happening. They've been losing users at an accelerated pace, people are falling in beautiful, consensual love and lust, and thusly leaving the website. And that's bad news for Misery Loves Company. <laughs> less users means less money. So the team here is a bit on edge, though perhaps not all for that reason. So with that exposition in mind, I'll be right over here. Thank you so much, Jared, for that hilarious performance. You can find Jared's contact info in the show notes of this episode if you would like to contact him with any professional inquiries. This play is short, but it is such a fun read. It's also a nice change from the holiday plays we've come to expect, such as a dozen different versions of A Christmas Carol. <laughs> I did my best to try and find a holiday play that was fun and cheery and as close to non-denominational as possible. This one fit the bill the best, and I'm excited to tell you all about it. This little play is everything I want in a holiday rom-com. Queer, funny, and pokes fun at tropes. We all know the holiday rom-com trope of the holidate. Hell, a movie came out this year on Netflix called Holidate. It's that much of a trope. This little play flips that idea on its head a little bit in a way that's both expected and not. The CEO Daisy expects that the little holidate section of their dating app will encourage more users because people will not want to see each other again if, quote, their first date is a Christmas dinner in Florida. <laughs> of course, our two lovebirds, Hazel and June, match on this section of the app that their boss made them sign up for. It's gay and great. But it also alerts our four co-workers that James the janitor is narrating their lives and believes himself to be Santa Claus. So, I mean, I definitely didn't expect that. <laughs> You'll Be Merry or Else really is a play about love. The characters argue about whether romantic love is a good thing that can be attained, or if it is quote-unquote poison. June and Hazel, our resident sapphic ladies in love, obviously are all about that romance. Daisy, the CEO, and Cooper, the COO, however, are not. <laughs> they have been made cynical by breakups and their family constantly asking them when they'll be getting married, which Hey, <laughs> that's pretty understandable. I, I'd be cynical too. <laughs> but Daisy even says love isn't real before instructing her employees to utilize the new Mistletoe Holiday app extension. And Cooper doesn't even know who June and Hazel are, really. He mixes them up. But despite everything, this impersonal technology 
meant to connect people who will never connect again, connects two people in love. Isn't life weird? <laughs> it also revealed that um, literally everyone in the company knows that June and Hazel are in love, <laughs> except for them. How, uh, how useless, useless sapphic woman trope is that? <laughs> Unfortunately, we have no idea if this serendipitous matching of our two lovers impacts Cooper and Daisy in any way. Of course, this being a holiday rom-com, I want to believe that this little miracle softens Daisy and Cooper and they begin to believe in love again. I don't think that's what happens, though. But does it matter if our two love believers have found each other? I don't know. Maybe it doesn't. Back to James the janitor for a second. The character descriptions describe him as being Santa Claus. So as a reader, I believed that his character was indeed Santa Claus. Suspension of disbelief and all that. This was only confirmed by his narration starting at the beginning of the play, which goes unnoticed by the rest of the characters. But once the other characters begin to notice him, the magic is sort of broken. It was then that I began to wonder, is James really Santa? Or is he just a crazy guy who thinks he's Santa? <laughs> Either interpretation seems rife with fun comedic angles to play, and I'm not sure which I prefer. I would love to see this play performed both ways because I think there are merits to both. Personally, I like that all of a sudden these adults just notice Santa Claus in their midst because of the absolute absurdity of it. How did you not notice this guy who obviously looks like Santa before now? It's, it's really very silly. The last lines of the play from James are, Merry non-denominational holiday party to all and to all a swipe right. <laughs> it's both cheeky and earnest. I'm sure we all hope that nobody has to be alone for the holidays, especially this year. And since so many find their partners through swiping right, it's a cheeky little reference to romantic love in the modern era. And that's all for this week, folks. This marks the end of what I'm now calling season one of this podcast. I can't believe we've done 14 episodes. I've loved every second of talking about plays with you guys, and I can't wait to start season two in mid to late January. I have so many ideas for the upcoming season given to me by guests and listeners alike. So I'm running some polls on the podcast's Instagram stories. Go drop by and give me your opinions. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you'd like to contact the podcast with guests or play suggestions, or just to say hi, email me at theplaymatespodcast at gmail.com. Or you can DM me through the podcast's Instagram page, which is at playmatespodcast. That's at playmatespodcast, no hyphen. I can't wait to see you all in the new year. Have a safe, fun, and fulfilling holiday, everyone. Bye for now.